0: hi welcome to now you know with clinton lindsay this is where i tell my stories we are now living an age where there's a lot of misinformation and people make claims that are not actually true and once it involves me i'm here to tell um the stories how it was factual and to the point today i will be talking about early b and super cat i first met early b mm, i would say in the fall of 1984 and we talked and we talked and as usual i would tell them whenever they get a, a hit song that i can work with I will take them to New York and, you know, do the bookings and get them exposures. By the spring of 1985, early B, Big Hit came out, One Wheel Wheelie. Went to Jamaica, met with him, told him it's time for me to take him to New York and start booking him because he has this big song. I brought him to New York almost this to the summer of 1985. I believe Papa's Son was on that tour. It was a six weeks tour. During the time when I was booking him, he kept saying that he wants to have a talk with me. He wanted to talk to me about something very important. And, you know, we're busy going back and forth, traveling here, traveling there. Eventually, I got some time and I said to him, OK, doc, you wanted to talk to me. What do you want to talk to me about? He said he has a, a, a printer, an apprentice, someone he was training, and he wanted that person to... get a trip to New York and I'm like you know just like that he said yeah you know cuz he wanted this person to basically see another side of life because he early B wasn't too happy with the direction his printer his apprentice was taking and early B believed that if this person get a chance to see another way of life it will influence him for him to change course of his life i mean basically early B was just telling me that he was concerned about this guy this guy that early B was telling me about uh was super cat when he was talking to me you know he said that you know the guy doesn't have a hit song he's just trying to uh, train him as as an apprentice i said okay uh, i'll think about it and I'll get back to you and let you know. Every chance Early B got, he would be asking me, did I think about it? What am I gonna bring his printer for him? Uh, What I did, I went went to like Moody's, I'll ask Earl Moody's, Moody's records in the Bronx. In those days, there's no artist, that's not on a cassette that Moody's didn't have. And when I gave, the name to Moody's, he said, no, they, he had never heard of Supercat, and he can't even. There's no cassette, cause that's the that's the way they used to break artists back in those days. Yeah, and a hit sound, you have a cassette. Is it, the, the a dance a cassette will be made, and Moody somehow would get his hands on, on these cassettes. So once Moody told me that, no, I I was trying to avoid. Um, the discussion and the further discussion with Early B. I remember now, we went to Washington. The other artists, when we were coming from Washington, we were, uh, we were on the um, New Jersey Turnpike. All the other artists were in the back, um, sleeping in the back of the bus. It was a 16-seater bus. I'm usually up front talking to the driver just to keep him alert, don't don't want him to fall asleep you know because we were talking all day travel coming home five o'clock in the morning I would be up there talking to him to keep him awake in the back now I heard you know someone said boss boss can I talk to you and I'm like oh early B yeah yeah man doc yeah you could come talk to me you could come and then he came up for, he came from the back and he's he was just stooping over between the passenger seat and the driver's seat. And he, he asked me if I thought about it, about bringing in Supercat. And I said, yeah, but you know, I asked Moody's and nobody, I've, I've never heard of him. He, Early B said to me that, yeah, you know, he, he doesn't have a name yet because he still, he has not have a hit sound. Early B still training him. I say, yeah, Doc, you know, but. Yo, know, You know, it all cost me just the same because I have to get him a visa, I have to get him airline ticket, find a place to put him and all of that. So even though he doesn't have a name, you know, Early B said, all right boss, here's you, you, the deal I'll make with you. Don't pay me no more. Don't pay me no more money. At that time, Early B was getting five to $1,500 because, you know, depending on where I could book him. When i book him in new york or in the tri-state area he he would get more money but if i sell him to texas or you know smaller markets five six hundred dollars so he said that you know i shouldn't pay him no more he would forfeit his salary to cover the expenses of bringing super care and i'm like yo you really would forfeit your salary this guy means so much to you early b said Boss, you you not you know how much he means to me. Yeah, I'm willing to give up my salary. I said, damn, man, you, you're serious. He said, yes, he's serious. I said, man, I said, all right, all right, doc. You know what? Let me really, really think about it. And, you know, I'll let you know. I think within two days or three days, I, I said to him, you know what? I'll do it. But keep your salary because you can't come here for six weeks and, you know, work and you don't know, get paid. You know, I'll, I'll do it and we work out something later down, you know. Because this was his first trip. How am I going to allow him to work and no money? So I said, we work something out in the future, but I'll do it. The same year, I did the paperwork and well, after the tour, Early B went back to Jamaica. Got the information. Sent it up to me. I did the paperwork. And Supercat came in. Early Beat also come back. Because you know he still have other songs. Sunday Dish and. All these other songs that were. He was still hot. And I was still booking him. This time now he came up with, with, with Supercat. The problem was. I couldn't book Supercat. Because he has no name. No nothing. I remember. A sound man, I'm not going to say who, but one of New York sound man, I would send Cat out with early people. I would try to send Cat and I would tell the promoter, you know what, you don't have to pay him, just let him come and, cause at that time Cat was still learning to ride the rhythm and, you know, learn the, the art. Some of the promoters will say, okay. Some say no, because um they still have a game room and he's not contributing to the dance and... La 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 la. There's one New York sound man that said to me straight up, "Him don't want that coolie boy pan the set. He can't ride with him and he's just wasting his time. So even if he's getting him for free, you see What the man tell me now? said that, No, him don't want him. Said, but you know, PM, he just doesn't come in at the dance and work. He said, No, nah, don't want him. Maybe cat hearing this for the first time, but there are a lot of Disrespect shown to him that I have never exposed him to. I would never tell him that. Hey, I remember there was a dance in Washington and early B, I know Washington or Baltimore, but somewhere up that side. It was Washington. There was this big spender by the name of Snow, and I sent early B and supercat into washington i don't know what happened some disrespect was shown to cat and when cat came back from washington he was upset he was very upset He saying to me you know him him see how the place run him don't want me to bring him back to america until him have a hit song because the disrespect and and he saying to me that when him come back, in come back with a hit song. All him boy I I watch it and he want me to just charge them some big money. And what I used to do when I send him out with early B or you know, and him don't get no money, I would give him a hundred, or 150, or 200, just for him to have something. regardless of what, you want him to, I wanted him to go back with something. Even though we weren't making any money on him, but still, I want. I just didn't want him to come here and do have no money. So sometimes I'll take out of my money or my fee and just give him a hundred or two hundred. And he will pick up a few things. He would pick up this, pick up a little thing, you know. One thing I noticed that he, he had bought was this big reel to reel. I think they call it 16 track and that when they rec- he, he his intention was to record and whatever eventually the tour was over i promised him that i won't bring him back until him have a hit tune because that's what he wanted i think early b accomplished his goal of showing cat what foreign is like and what can happen and the potential that he supercat had you know after the tour was over they went back to jamaica i would say about six Two eight months. Now this now we into uh, 1986. I got a call from Supercat Cat uh, from Jamaica. He wanted me to call Winston Riley, the producer, cause he did some song for Winston Riley. But he don't really like one of them, man. The only one he wanted Winston Riley to release was a song called "Cry for the Youth." So he wants me to call. Winston Riley and have uh, Winston Riley erase all the songs, them are a couple songs from the tape and just really cry for the youth. I called Winston, say, Hey Winston, Clinton Lindsay, him, say, Yo, Clinton, where are you? I said, Supercat, some tune for you. And said, Yeah, man. And he said, Yo, I have one I know, I'm gonna be one of my biggest tunes in a while. And he said, He song name Whoops. I'm say, why we said that me I call you about, you know, cause cat want me if tell you if he that song there cause you not know, really check for it and And he said, No, you mad, you mad, that's gonna be my big he said right now. He said that's gonna be one of his biggest songs in a, in a while. And he just waiting on the pressing plants to be cleared. Cause the sound man give him vibes and every time they play it, I'll be a nice makeup in the dance. He just waiting. I know he said two. I don't know at the time how many pressing plants were in Jamaica, but at the time he said he has two. Two of them are gonna be running. He said that's the biggest. And I said, No man, cat crazy, no 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 me not arrest that, that, that that's the that big tune, Clinton. And I said alright. And I he said then why do a tune if you don't like it? I'm I asked the same question too, why would you record a song? But whatever. The song was Boops. Eventually, Boops was released. And for, to compensate Supercat, you know, uh, the 12-inch and some of the 7-inch of the song, Winston Riley put Cry for the Youths on the flip side and the B-side. Because I, I had told him that the one cat wanted to be released, Cry for the Youth." So, But Boops. And as, I, as we all know, Boops took off. Big, 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 big. big. Took off. The time when Boops took off, um, SuperCat didn't want to f- have anything to do with it. So he and Nicodemus at the time flew out to Jamaica, to England. They were in England when Boops are raised hell in Jamaica, Cat was in England with Nicodemus. It got so big that there were various versions to Cat. Sugar Miner, Gregory Isaacs, Johnny Asburn, Papa San, Peter Metro. Just The list just goes on and on. Love dear, had an album about Boops, government Boops, Babylon Boops, and it just went on. Barry and I were counting as to how many versions of boobs there were. We stopped counting at 72 different versions or 72 answers to Boops. As a matter of fact, at the end of it, Bagabron came out with, it, with his professional boobs. I mean, Sly and Robbie have a big tune with shiny boobs here to go in England. That's how big the tune was. Eventually, um, Nicodemus and Cat came back to to Jamaica. I remember Ivan called me and said, listen to this. It was Barry G interviewing Cat. Barry G was like, Supercat, are you telling me that you don't know of a big promotion going on in New York? That you you got to be flying out to New York? Supercat said, no, Barry. I don't know nothing about it. And Barry, to be honest with you, there's only one man that can carry me to New York. is Clinton Lindsay. That's what Cat was telling uh, Barry G on the radio. I said, wow. The commercial was being run on WNWK. And I was a bit... Concerned, you know was that okay, oh, Ke- oh, could cat do this to me? After all, what we've been through is coming for someone else. And but once I heard him with Barujie and telling Barujie that he knows nothing about the um, the show, I said, okay, okay. And that show went off, went off. Then didn't- didn't Captain come. I eventually brought him back to New York, and I remember, you know, it was one of the shows was that. Turntable Club and um, Boston Road in the Bronx and one was in Manor and that's how you know we got Supercat back now Early B and I became good friends the last time uh, I saw Early B September 9th it was um Friday evening I was driving down on White Plains Road near Gunny Road when I saw him over by the, um, there was a mechanic shop. So I stopped and said, yo doc, what's going on? He said, he was going to Boston for the for the weekend and he's getting his car tuned up. And he said, as a matter of fact, why, why don't you and the missus come? I go spend the weekend in Boston and, you know, I, say, I would love to come early, but if he had told me earlier, I would have made arrangements, but now I have um, previous you know, previous assignments or whatever. And he said, all right. He said, listen, I'll try my best to make it, but I can't promise you, because now this is Friday, you're talking tomorrow. He said, all right, try your best. I am yeah, man, if I can, I'll drive up. Cause it was a good idea, you know, look, get out of New York City and go to Boston, because chill out. And I, unfortunately, it was um, a late-minute thing. The Sunday afternoon, I got a call from X News. I was X News... Um, New York representative at the time. I got a call. It's either from Yasmin Peru or Cecilia Campbell, one of them, that they heard that uh, early B got shot. But at the time when they called me that Sunday afternoon, they didn't they didn't know if he had died or whatever. But they gave me the number. I got the number from them for the police precinct up there where in Boston where it happened. So I called them. And the front desk guy told me, yes, there was a shooting at a West Indian club last night, but he doesn't have all the full details. The detective that's working the case has left for the day, but he'll be back by seven o'clock in the morning. So I could call back and that detective would be able to give me all the details. All right, I called back on the the seven o'clock the Monday morning. And I spoke to him and he confirmed that, yes, there was a shooting at the West Indian club. But unfortunately, <laughs> there was no witnesses. He couldn't; he, he was just getting sketchy pieces of information. But he can confirm that one person died. He confirmed that it was an entertainer and he has the name, Neil, Orlando Neil. From what the few people that he was able to talk to said that it wasn't. He wasn't the target. It wasn't that there he was a target of of the shooting. He was talking on stage and someone let off a bullet and it ricocheted off the wall or the ceiling and hit him. And that's the story I wrote and sent down to X News. September the eleventh, nineteen ninety-four. Early B was 36 years old. That's the way it was. You're getting it straight from me now. You know, with Clinton Lindsey. Thank you.